Hey, welcome back to the Brink of Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brinks, in the chair. As always, here to bring you my latest Survivor exit interview for season 41 with uh, arguably someone who I thought coming to the merge might be the winner of the season, Shan. So a uh, huge opportunity to chat to one of the most influential players of the season. Break it down. We talk about her game. We talk about life, politics, all the stuff in between. Uh, such you know, a short window to chat to all these players, but very much appreciate it. I would recommend checking out Shan's other excellent press that she's done, both uh, the written and some of the other podcasts that are out there because it's really great. Uh, she's been one of the absolute delights of this season and to yeah, hear some of her thoughts and insights into the season is really good. So check those out as well. But for now, uh, check out my chat with Shan. Just like last week, I will just add uh, audio a little bit uh, lower on my end. I am recording these externally, but yeah, I really appreciate CBS and Nine for helping set these ones up. All right. Enjoy my podcast with Shen. Hey Shen, how are you going? I'm going good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, so excited. You have been the player of the season, so to get the tattoo is uh, amazing. Yeah, honestly, I love I love Australia. I was there not too long ago in Queensland. Uh, so I uh, left Amazing. Just let me touch on that first. What were you doing in Queensland? Oh, I was speaking for a conference out there. I'm a pastor. I travel and speak quite often, so that's what I was doing out there, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Uh, let me take you back. I'm sure you've done this a thousand times already, but that final tribal council, can you talk me through your thinking um, and what was happening uh, in your mind that night? I mean, to be completely honest with you, that night, like I was actually really quite sick. So that day in the afternoon, like right away after we came back straight away from the challenge, um, I was actually, uh, I only had that one conversation where we came with the plan to kind of take out Erica. Um, and then I was, I was off to see the medics. So I wasn't there that afternoon. So I really wasn't getting a good read on anything. And so during tribal, I was just sitting there like trying to recover from my time with medical. Um, and yeah. I wasn't reading and picking up. I had no spidey senses. Nothing was happening on my end. I can't say that I was, you know, it wasn't ego that I didn't play my idol. It wasn't that I, I wasn't reading things correctly. I just really was. Um, just trying to just be there and outlast, outwit, outplay, outlast. And outlast is a, a big part of the game. And in that moment, I just didn't outlast. I was, I was not feeling my best self. I was feeling a little dizzy. And uh, so, I mean, that's what happened to be completely honest, that final tribal. I mean, the episode, yeah. the episode is beautiful. And I could, it's I, amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel the love from the edit. I feel the love from production on that one. Right. But, um, yeah. but if I'm being completely honest, that, that's what was going on with me. Yeah, I think the show has definitely loved you and and presented you really positively, which is great. And the relationship between you and Ricard as well as one was really powerful. It was really unique in the essence of that you both knew that at one point you would go for each other and it presented that really well. It didn't present it with ego. It presented it with two people who cared about each other, but knew that ultimately only one person wins Survivor. Can you talk about that relationship? Yeah, I mean, I had been with, at that point, I'd been with Ricard for 19 days, you know, he was my number one, uh, you know, Ricard really struggled to make relationships in the game and uh, didn't have the connections in UA and didn't really have the connections in the merge. And um, I kind of, but, but, and I, and, and I think there for that, I think there were things about Ricard that just kind of turned people off, but I personally, I fell in love with Ricard. I believed yeah. who was his story. Um, and the thing with Ricard was that he was, he was just as strategic as I was, 
and we could both stand toe to toe. Um, he would come up with great plans. I would come up with great plans, but ultimately whatever the plan was, is that I was executing it. Right. Um, and yep. so that was kind of our, our little dance. And honestly, I just, I love, I love Ricard. He's like, he's like, he was my best friend on that Island. I, I make this joke that he was my gay <laughs> husband, but he was like my best friend on that Island. And so I didn't know that it would eventually come down to fire making or like us duking it out. Or, you know, I had, I had envisioned this happening much later on, but yeah. uh, you know, he was smart to take the, the hit, the move when he did, he was start to he was smart to make the move when he did. Um, it was probably the best move of the season and he was right to do it. It was good on him. Um, there's no yeah. bad blood here. Uh, I, everyone thinks that I, me saying, you know, you got my vote for a million was me putting a target on his back, but I, in tribal that night, I meant everything that I said, I, I love him yeah. and you've got my vote. Liana, your game's not over and Deshaun, you're a snake, you know? So, I mean, I just felt all those things authentically and fully and, fully and uh, they were strong words, but they were my words. Yeah. And I stand by that even watching it back. Those are my, you know, that's my, that's my feelings though with the game. So. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that uh, on a personal level, I really loved and the people I talked to about Survivor have really loved about you this season is that you are incredibly authentic and that's permeating through the show. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is about, you've presented yourself as a really powerful female player. And I think the perception of other players out there, like Deshaun, they struggled with that concept of a woman being powerful and making the moves. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, it's so ironic, right? Because I think uh, people were like, oh, this is where Chantal's game tank was that she wasn't listening to Deshaun and she wasn't listening to Ricard. And the truth of the matter is, is that my game took a dip the moment I started listening too much to these characters, right? And allowed them to kind yep. of drive uh, the direction of the game. Whereas before that, I had been consistently kind of driving the direction of the game and making the choices and deciding. Uh, but, you know, by the time we got to the merge, I really was locked in with this all-Black alliance. Uh, but I, the problem with that was that, you know, I think with Deshaun, Deshaun felt like he was very much the strategic head um, on his tribe. And I was very much that... Um, as well as like kind of the dominant player on Ua. And so when we get to the merge, it's like this clash of two players. And the thing is, is that I had no problem with Deshaun wanting to strategize and go back and forth. The problem was that Deshaun would often walk over to the group of us that were planning stuff on the beach and talking. And he would yeah. say something like, you know, I don't care who gets voted out as long as it's not me. And then he would walk off. So then I would go and I would strategize because I came to play the game of Survivor. I came to not be a yes woman. I don't want to be a pushover. I don't want to be a doormat. I came to play this game. And who I am in real life is a leader in every space, you know, and who I am in real life is somebody who is a, a strong woman, you know, uh, that doesn't mean that I don't listen. That just means that I have an opinion and I want to share it and I want to be heard. And it doesn't have to go my way. As a matter of fact, both of those votes didn't go my way. You know what I mean? But I yeah. did be in the mix sharing my opinion and sharing my thought. So I think if anyone has um, like any, if anyone has the, the, like the relational stock to speak to the fact that if I'm not listening to them, it would be Ricard. But there were times I didn't feel like Ricard listened to me and I felt bossed around by Ricard, but we went back and forth and then we decided what we're going to do. And we moved together, you know, with Deshaun, I felt like he was actually threatened by who I was as a, as a woman and as a woman of color, you know, and I feel like it's very easy for people to write the narrative. If you're a woman out there on the beach and you're opinionated and you're strategic and you're making moves and you've got the connections to do it, people are going to target you as being bossy, as being aggressive, as being domineering. It's like, that's, that's not who I am, you know, in real life. It's yeah. not, you know, I'm just, I, I am, I am a leader and I can't help but be a leader, you know? And, um, uh, so I just, 
you know, I, I, I've had to do a lot of processing since then because a lot of, you know, some, some of the, I mean, it's like 90% good, 10% bad, right? But the 10% bad yeah, is yeah. so much louder. And I really had to talk to my friends and family people that were close to me and be like, is this who I am? Do you feel like I don't listen to you? And everyone's like, Shan, that's, we know that's not who you are. And yet at the same time, you know, I always want to pay attention to what's on repeat. So it was a lot of like internal work and figuring out like who I really was. But I remember who I was on that beach. And I remember I spent extensive periods of time talking to Deshaun and trying to hear what he had to say. I mean, to the point of kneeling in front of him at tribal council and asking him what he wanted to do. You know, I've never seen a man do that to a woman in tribal council. So, you know, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's tough being a woman of color. And at the same time, you know, it it comes with the territory and I'm glad I got to play. Yeah. uh, Look, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think this season, especially we've talked about it, 41, drop the four, add the one brand new, like to have such a powerful player, in my opinion, with you this season has been really great. And I think you've really set the framework for what hopefully will come in, in seasons to come. Um, you spoke about you know the Black Alliance and that being really important for you out there. And we saw that juxtaposition being really battled with Deshaun as well out there in that final episode that you're on. Um, you had a, a really strong relationship with Liana, which which came through Climb and the Hike. Can you talk about like that relationship especially and, and that importance of of like holding um, like a Black Alliance in this season especially? Yeah, I think the privilege that white players, that non-black players have, especially in America, yeah. I know there's different dynamics all around the world, but I know there's still racial dynamics all around the world as well. But and so like the the difference uh, between like a, a white player, the privilege that they possess is that they can go into the game, not have to worry about the white community, the optics of the white community, if they have to live up to any kind of responsibility. You know, the, the, it doesn't come with that, other than maybe the typical Christian ideal that we've seen before. Um, and I probably didn't live up to that either, right? I was totally no. <laughs> different, and I'm a pastor. But um, I think going on Survivor season 41, after 2020, you know, playing yeah. in 2021, where, you know, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, these events changed the world. I really believe they changed the world. And because yeah. of it, you know, we saw the, the, the diversity, you know, pact made with um, CBS. We've seen so many different changes um, in, in, in the entertainment industry specifically, you know, because of what has taken place in, in society, the things that are happening in, in the Black community and in, in, in communities of color. And so for me going into the game, I can tell you that the one channel that I had in pregame before I went into the game was CNN. And I only was able to watch, the only thing that was being aired was the George Floyd trial. So I was watching that trial as I was going into the game and we didn't get the verdict, you know? So I didn't know how that had turned out. So I went in there very much carrying on my, you know, carrying with me, carrying in my heart, like, oh, I really want to bring home a win for the black community. We've had such an incredibly hard year. I want to show the world that black people can work together for the common good. And we can succeed and we can win, maybe not in real life because of all the systems that oppress, but we can win in a game like Survivor as well. You know what I mean? And so um, I felt like I was really carrying that and I was all locked in on this this mission. And the part that was hard for me is that I felt like Deshaun had kind of doubled down and swore on the culture that he was, he was with it. He was in it. And I, and I said, okay, then I'm in that morning, that very morning. And so it was like, um, that I was completely blindsided by that flip because I never in a million years thought that they would flip because to me, that's just so huge in my real life. Like, this is what I do. I'm an activist. Like I fight for people of color. Like I advocate in those yeah. I was leading the marches, you know, during 2020, like that's who I was. And so, um, it was absolutely devastating on another level. And so, um, even watching it back, I, I mean, I had all those feelings flood back again. 
And with Liana, I mean, Liana was the only person that voted with me. You know, they left her out, which was really, really sad because, I mean, when you look at the world and when you look at the state of America, Black women are on the bottom of every totem pole in America. They're at the bottom in terms of like, you know, beauty standards and like all that stuff. We're just at the bottom. And it felt so hurtful uh, to be playing with two other Black men who just flipped on us completely in that moment. And, you know, it, it, it was just hard. But with Liana, I connected with her because, you know, I saw myself in her and she saw herself in me. And, um, you know, then we had the whole mother thing and we had our moment on the track and, you know, shared experiences as black women and like positive black girl magic and just like all that stuff. We wanted to just play together. And I mean, my dad says I love too hard and I do like I fell in love with Liana. I fell in love with Ricard and they were the death of me. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is, right? You know, it's like all fair and love and survivor, I guess, you know. 100%. Shad, I, I have to let you go. This has been absolutely delightful chatting to you. I'm so sorry that I have to let you go, but Australia, reach out because I'd love to say hello and buy your drink. Yes. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Absolutely. I didn't catch everything you said because you broke up a bit, but it sounded like there was a drink involved and you buying that drink. And so I'm down uh, here in the US or I'm back in Australia. Please let's look each other up. All right, that's where my chat with Shan ends for today. A really great chat, honestly, listening back to that as I was editing uh, the podcast today. It's just so many small things uh, that I think makes Shan such a good player on the show really do come through in this interview as well. So uh, life, politics, survivor, all in between. So really great to to chat to Shan. And I definitely heard that drink as well. So we'll get to that at some point, I'm sure, uh, in uh, time. But thank you to everyone who has been listening. I know this one was delayed. So if you have checked this out, thank you. It was delayed because of American Thanksgiving. Uh, so I uh, hope everyone had a really great holiday who was celebrating and uh, everyone who isn't also like has had a good time but we are very close to the next episode of survivor 41 and i honestly i don't know what's going to happen it was a huge episode Uh, i know i've spoken about shan a lot this season on the end of these little podcasts and um have been a big fan of hers and was very scared last week that this might be an outcome that we would got and it was so um on ricard's point amazing uh he has to play his own game at some point and doing it really incredibly making a big move um i think as shan put it out there today it was the right time at some point you have to cut the head off the snake and yeah it's so easy in survivor and i think in life generally just to kind of go with the flow uh and stick with what you know and he hasn't done that and he's taken a big risk and it could jeopardize his game definitely but sometimes it's better to play hard and lose than coast to the end and don't do anything and lose. So yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't really know. It's late, but I hope you do enjoy this podcast. Uh, if you do like this podcast, as I've been saying the whole season, recommend it to a friend, let someone else who's watching Survivor 41 know about the podcast because getting new people onto the podcast uh, means that there are more people listening, which is really fun. Uh, and this is really an amazing thing to do as an Aussie sitting back and chatting to uh, people on one of my favorite TV shows is and always has been really incredible. So especially on weeks where I get to people get to chat to people like Shan who are really great survivor players and i have no doubt we will see shan at some point in the future again uh it's really really fun so thank you to everyone who's been listening i know that i've had a few people slide into the dms and ask about australian survivor uh big stuff happening i guess in the survivor 
world in Australia with Australian Survivor wrapping up its most recent season in terms of production. Uh, I'm not going to delve into casting spoilers and other stuff. We'll wait for the new year. I'm very confident 10 will be dropping some stuff pretty early next year. So uh, stay tuned for that. It should be fun. Uh, I've already had someone reach out and ask if, to be on the very first podcast uh, the for the preseason for Australian Survivor, which is... Uh, fun big guest as well so let's just see how that goes uh but yeah stay tuned for australian survivor content as it comes out but we are in season 41 right now it's a really good season uh it's become a really good season and uh, i'm excited to see how it goes over the like, next couple of weeks so until next time the community has spoken i have spoken china spoken we'll chat to you very soon bye